Thanks for clocking in to Becoming a Better Nurse podcast. I'm Rebecca. And Aaron. Together, we like to offer ideas, conversations, and solutions to help educate, elevate, and empower nurses. There's nothing wrong with working at the bedside, especially to get your skills, get some uh, advancement in your professional career. But there comes a point where you are going to decide what you want to do after that. And there's so many opportunities beyond the bedside that you just have to basically look around or ask around. And as long as you're a nurse, there's always opportunities wherever you look. So what is the bedside? Just to classify it, it's basically anybody that works with an assignment on a telemetry unit or even an ICU unit. So you're doing your 12 hours, three days a week, and you have an assignment for the entire time. And obviously, anytime within those 12 hours, you can discharge somebody and admit somebody else. But basically, you're at the bedside handling patient care for 12 hours straight. Um, things that are pseudo bedside, we're th- talking about pre-op, endo, PACU, jobs that you are turning and burning different patients, procedures, you're, you're technically at the bedside, but it's not considered a bedside position. Am I correct on that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I agree. And so, and then there's other positions, uh, obviously advanced degrees where you can be an ARNP, you can be a nurse anesthetist. You can even go into quality, which is all office work and data-driven quality. Uh, so there's so many different options you have as a nurse. But we're going to talk today about Rebecca and her decisions to leave the bedside, what brought it up, what she thinks of now that she's not at the bedside. And we're going to give you tips and advice on what you guys think you should do if you're at that level where it's like, you know what, I've had enough of the bedside. I've been here already many years and it's just time to move on. Um, We're just going to give you our personal experience and what we did and kind of go from there. And mind you, there's nothing wrong with staying at the bedside if you want to be there because some people are very passionate. Some people were you know, their passion was to get a nursing degree and to take care of people for their entire lives. And there's no, again, there's nothing wrong with that. It takes a lot of um, passion, a lot of heart to do that. We know some nurses that are still there, been doing it for 20 plus, 30 plus years and more power to them. I myself, I got burnt out and I thought it was my time to go. Uh, Rebecca, I wouldn't say she got burnt out, but she felt that it was just time for her to do something else. Uh, some people don't get burnt out and they have long-lasting endurance and others uh, they just move around they're tired of this position they go to another one a different um, bedside position or it could be you're burnt out from the culture and you're just swapping around different units until you find that right unit but again there's no right or wrong answer I think the point is bottom line is not to settle and be complacent where you're at you always want to challenge yourself um, and move on to the next and bigger better and next best thing so Rebecca started off nursing 20 plus years ago. She was at the bedside for a good 20, 18 years, 18, 22, eight, sorry, 22 years she's been at the bedside. And it's not until recently, two years ago, she decided, hey, you know what, it's time for me to move on and get away from the bedside and go do something else. So first of all, let's talk about how how was it those first 22 years? Um, what was going through your mind? Was this just, just you working? Um, how, how did that go? Well, I've gone over this before with my transition from nurse to critical care nurse to CN3 management down to where I am now. And it's really all it, it's all the same. I was challenged to the next segment. I was a nurse. I was a tech on the floor before I became a nurse. 
I became a nurse on the floor that I was a tech on. I was there for about nine months. I saw how amazing the ICU nurses were. When I brought a patient over who was crashing, they knew what to do. They were a big group. They descended on that patient. I was amazed and I was like, I want to do that. So then when I the internship came up, I applied and went to that and I was at one hospital for five years doing critical care and learning as I went along, getting my skills honed, my time management, my priorities, learning all the tricks and trades of critical care. I worked night shifts, so I was very uh, much left alone with just the bedside nurses with me, my unit, my coworkers. We learned a lot together through trial and error, through calling doctors, through not getting answers. <laughs> Because this was a time where you didn't have telehealth, you didn't have things, so if no one called you back, you still had to keep that patient alive until the next day. So you did what you could. And then um, I transitioned to a new hospital, so that was kind of a nice change. Um, It helped me stay focused on bedside nursing, and I could enjoy being a critical care nurse at a new facility, so that kind of like slowed my progression. I was also raising kids, so I worked um, only 60 hours a week, so it was really nice. Because I enjoyed where I worked, I stayed there for the next 16 years, and they were my family away from home, and I really thrived from them. I got my certifications there, I became a management there, and I grew as a nurse, and professionally and personally. Um, I decided to leave the bedside when I wanted to go. I had a bad experience with my manager and some of, um, this is a different story, but there was some bullying going on and I didn't want to work in that unit anymore. And then when I was tired of bedside nursing, or tired of night shift, I should say, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to go to that unit where I was being bullied and I didn't want to go on day shift there. And I didn't want to do day shift at all with bedside nursing. I realized, you know, this is something that's draining me. I'm feeling drained. Everything bothered me, whether it was a call bell light going off or having to change a drip every hour. It was just, you know, it was time for me to to do something different. So when I went online and I looked for different um, opportunities and the job board and the day shift came up for... um, PACU. I applied there a couple times. I interviewed and I didn't get the job, but the manager from my pre-op was in my interview and he asked me if I was interested in the pre-op position, which I didn't even realize there was a job opening. He said it was going to be opening soon and he gave me the job number and I applied for it and that's where I got. um, It it filled all my needs. It was a different different kind of nursing. It was day shift. It was not a long day and um, it was a whole new group of people and it was the first time I felt like I was um, where I needed to be again and I hadn't felt that way in a while. So um, bedside nursing for me is taking care of pretty healthy people. They go to their, they go um, come in for their procedure and then we send them home. Sometimes they get admitted but that's not on my, that's not on my job. All right. So lots of stuff there on her progression from the bedside to, to not non-bedside, technically uh, not the bedside. So um, at the beginning, she was saying she was on the telemetry floor, and mind you, that's like the basic nursing. You know, you work on a telefloor or a med surge nurse just to get your groundings, uh, time management, and stuff like that. But then the first thing that drew her to ICU was her noticing that there was this, this camaraderie, this collaboration with the ICU nurses. So would you say experiencing that kind of inspired you to go to ICU? It seems like that was the key. But what about that type of environment, that type of collaboration? Were you not feeling that you had where you were working at currently 
that made you think, hey, maybe that's something I should try? Okay, well, I did night shift on the tally floor, right? So there was only two of us. There's 16 patients and two nurses. So you did a lot of stuff by yourself. And you had, if you were in a room by yourself, you had the other nurse out on the floor. And then you hear the call bells go off. You had to stop what you were doing. And then you would have to go and answer the call bell. You didn't have a tech there. So you were very isolated and very alone. And I had a couple times where patients were, they would call me. You had to answer the phone. And the telemetry monitor was not on our floor. Floor and they'd call and say, you need to check on someone, someone. So usually I was turning or I was taking care of a code brown, which is a poop, or I was bathing them or something like that. And then you would be isolated and they'd say, check on this person. And you're like, okay, so now you got to leave that person. They're kind of naked or they're whatever. You got to cover them back up. You got to leave them because you got to go check on the person in the telly. It was very unsafe. And I, I was very unhappy with that scenario. And then when I had a patient go bad on me, that other nurse had to watch everyone else. And I felt isolated and alone then too. So then I brought the patient to the unit and they were not alone. There was more than one nurse there. There were a group of nurses and they just all descended on that patient. And they all worked together as a great team. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. In critical care, we were always a great team. That's why I stayed for so long. And so with the telemetry, obviously she felt isolated. She felt alone. And, you know, unfortunately, there's so many hospitals that are still like that at night. They kind of just um, are skeleton crew and it's a it's a bad environment to be in because there's so many things that can go wrong. It could be extremely unsafe. Do you think maybe back then when you were on the telemetry floor, when you were taking care of those patients, if they maybe would have staffed you properly, uh, had more people around, you would have been maybe better, uh, felt better in that situation, maybe felt a little bit more safe, maybe felt that um, that you could have been there a little bit longer. I might have stayed on the telly floor a little longer um, because if they if we were better staffed. I was definitely grateful that they were on telly. That way someone was monitoring them because it was very nerve-wracking to not know what was going on. When I would float to a med surge floor, it was really weird because like you didn't know if they were alive or not. You had to like pop your head in all the time. And I don't know how the nurses do it. So um, I probably would have gone away from that telly floor eventually because I would have been um, bored and I would have needed some sort of, I feel like I needed more of my nursing career. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, but I mean, if you just hear her, that's some of the reasons that she left. It was she was eventually going to leave because she wanted to advance her nursing career and just become uh, a little bit more challenged. And that just takes pers- you know, it's part of your personality if you want something like that to happen. Um, the other thing too is unsafe. It was pretty unsafe, and there was um, issues where you just didn't feel like you had a collaboration. So. Let's walk through this. You, you decided, hey, you know, I'm going to go try it for ICU. Um, how did how was that process? Did you seek out the manager in the ICU? Was there a position open? Did you say, hey, I'm just going to look online and apply? Um, or are you in a network? How, what, did, what did you do? What was your next step after that? Well, I talked with my manager um, about my interest in going to critical care and, you know, what were the criteria that I needed to, um, that I could apply for it. And they told me you had to be on the floor for at least six months, and which I had. And then the next CCIP program, I talked to the educator and they kind of knew me. We're, it's a smaller hospital. And so there was only two people in the whole class. So it was really easy for me to get in. The educator was, educator, me and another nurse. So we went and um, did the, eight, it was eight weeks of um, critical CCIP and that was it and then I went on the floor and um, did the shift that I was supposed to do we didn't even I didn't even do daytime orientation I just went straight to night shift okay good Um, you talked about your manager and a lot of times managers they want to keep their staff because everybody's short-staffed everywhere and they would hate to lose somebody so 
it, depending on who you deal with, you might get some really bad uh, backlash from that or somebody who's extremely supportive. Um, so I'm going to ask you, how was talking to your manager? Did you feel like you, you can talk to them about your move? Did you feel like maybe you were a little bit apprehensive of what they might do, if there was going to be any retaliation, anything like that? Let's, let's dive into that. To tell you the truth, I don't remember a lot about what my conversation, how my conversation went with the manager, but um, I don't, gosh, I don't even remember her name, I don't think, but they were really supportive. I never felt like it was not going to be a given. I mean, as long as I fit the criteria and I applied, I was supported 100%. Um, I was really supported by that manager the whole time because I was pregnant when I was a tech and they segued me right into nursing after I was done. There was never any problem with that manager. And I think she actually might have been the manager of both the telly. It was a step down unit and the ICU that I went to. I think she might have been manager of both. So I think it worked out for her either way. And then the application process was super easy because it wasn't as like it is now where you do a panel interview and they, you know, um, see your criteria and see how you act. It wasn't like that. It was just this, you know, you applied and the educator you met the criteria they kind of asked you why you wanted critical care and I told them my reason and that was that was it so um the the hardest part was me I had to do day shift for the um preceptorship and the CCIP part and then at the um when I had go back to nights because I had hard time with daycare at the time so that was the hardest part was having to switch back for that for those eight weeks and then go back to night shift so and just for the audience, how old were you when you decided, when when that old thing was happening? I was 24, turning 25, so I was pretty young. I was one of the youngest ones in the unit, so. <laughs> Time to clock out. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please hit the like button and subscribe. Stat. Follow us on Instagram. You can find us on Becoming a Better Nurse. Until next time.
so yeah, it was that time to leave. It looks like there was a lot of bullies, uh, a lot of red flags again, and it, it happens. It goes through waves, and it might just be a different chapter in your life. Tell me, what were the steps then? You're like, okay, I'm I'm being bullied. What? I, I, this is not a right place to stay. What? What were your steps? What did you decide to do? Did you talk to somebody? Um, go from there. Well. I didn't talk to anybody really because I didn't know it was bullying until I got out of there and that's when I realized it. So I, I really wish I had known I would have taken the better steps to um, communicate my needs to um, upper management. But I ended up going to the director of critical care and asking for a transfer and um, I went, she I asked where I I asked her where I wanted told her where I wanted to go and asked her if it was like if it was okay and she uh, made it happen so I was able to get out of that situation um, I still stayed um, critical care I just floated around until I found where I wanted to go next and that's kind of when I learned that I wanted to do day shift and be on more of a regular schedule my family was grown my son was out in college so I, there was no need for me to be available during the daytime as much as I was and. So the transition to go to day shift and a new unit took a long time. I ended up applying for several jobs, all different. Like you had talked about different non-bedside jobs. There was IR, there was PACU, there was educator. I went to a couple educator jobs. There was patient safety coordinator. There was um, PACU. And I finally went into pre-op. But I went through a lot of different applications before I finally made it. 